Welcome back to Her Fantasy Football. We're into week four. It's just three of us sisters who love to talk fantasy. Make sure to check us out at HerFantasyFootball.com on Twitter at HerFantasyFB, excuse me. We're also on ESPNW and on Facebook backslash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. Round two. Right. <laughs> yeah. We just Round attempted two. this and Courtney got booted from a G chat. I got booted and I feel like it was because I was about to talk about the Giants and nobody wants to hear about that. We were laughing about that. We we're like Courtney's like, now let's go with the Giants and I'm out. And I'm out. That's she that dro- was she dropped her mic. That's all I had to say. That's all I had to say. That's crazy. But but in reality, what we have to say is that we have six teams on by this week. It's a rough yeah. one. It's pretty it's good, good teams, too. <laughs> Got the Denver Broncos, Seattle Seahawks, Cincinnati Bengals, Arizona Cardinals, St. Louis Rams, and the Cleveland Browns. It's not good. <laughs> not good. Defenses and wide receivers big time. And some uh, nice running backs. So there hasn't been that many this year. It's <laughs> oh, an understatement. So, yeah. Yeah, so it's not... It's, it's tough, you guys, but we're gonna help you make it through. So this is when you can win your league, though. It's true. It's true. It's how you navigate the bye weeks? There are a lot of bye weeks, so you got to get it together. Yeah, get absolutely. It together. You need to make sure there's room on your roster to uh, drop and add players depending on their buys. So it's gonna be crazy. I know I had to drop one of my defenses to pick up another because bye. Bye. It's bye. I had two good defenses. It's all right. On the same bye week. <laughs> Poor picking up. Poor. That's right. I'm sure <laughs> you, ha- I'm sure you had a completely useless running back you could have dropped anyway. Let's be honest. Well, yeah, but my ones that I'm already starting are useless, so it's not. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah. Uh, I, I said bye-bye. I bye, their names. Uh, I'm like, Sure. Yeah, I said bye-bye Jarrett Boykin because I needed the Miami defense because my D, St. Louis, was on bye. I told you that two weeks ago. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. No, just last week, actually. But what? Yeah, what his deal is. It's Yeah. Well, his deal is Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Offensive line. Well, you know, you play tough teams. It happens. Um... So, also uh, a reminder to pick up people that are on by this week, if you can, because there are a lot of good people. Uh, we were just talking about um, in round one. I can't remember what we did in round one and round two, so you're going to have to. And also, I am really tired, you guys. This is going to be the best <laughs> show. You're tired. Ever. My eye is on fire. I actually fire. took a nap while we were having technical difficulty. Me too. It's amazing. So, this show is going to be all about getting through the pain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and we're going to trudge through but uh, we were talking about how um, Andrew Hawkins and Brian Quick are definitely big PPR guys that are out in like at least 80% of leagues right now on ESPN go pick them up I know that they're not playing this week but I'm telling you think long term long term and even if, you, if you're in like a really deep league Miles Austin's kind of touched down the last two games I don't think that's a fluke 
Brian Hoyer is actually doing a really good job. So if you are in a two-quarterback league, do you know that Brian Hoyer is only owned in 2% of leagues and Johnny uh, Football is owned in 18% of leagues? It's gross. It's gross. Think about that. Also Blake Bortles. We'll talk about him later. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You love your Bortles. But this is also why I think is almost more interesting, at least what I have found in bye weeks, is defense, right? Because defense people are kind of expendable to a lot of people. But I know I looked in a league and the Cardinals are out there. They're fully grabbing it. And they're good defense. So, I mean, if you have the ability to drop a wide receiver running back and pick them up and just stash them for a week, do it. Because they're going to score you some points. You know, that's, it's a good place to look for that. There's, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting week. We have to hope that the guys we drafted early pull through, like, because they haven't thus far. So, yep. This is the Looking this at you, is the Eddie week. Lacey. This is the week. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, but let's go ahead and get into some Thursday night football. We got the New York Giants with coming off a big win at the Washington Redskins. Hey. 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 You want me some money. I am willing to do a straight-up trade for Washington Redskins, Ashley. So whenever you're ready to <laughs> take on. No, the Redskins are on, my baby. Know, the they're my baby. Or mm-hmm. They're your baby. No. I'm not, no. no. I, I talk an obscene amount about the Redskins. That's what I do. I'm well, not giving them up. It's okay. I'll give you plenty of time because I'm going to make the New York Giants quick and easy. Rashad Jennings, what? Who wishes they would have passed up on Charles, Peterson, McCoy, Forte, and Lacey for him? I know I do. I know I do. He is a stud. Jennings had a career high of 176 yards and a touchdown last week. Amazing. Um, He's clearly the best person on the Giants. So he is a sure start. Doesn't matter how tough the matchup is. If the Giants want to get any points on the board, they're going to be using Jennings. So, winning. Um, and, you know, Larry. Oh, good old tight end. We have some tight ends on by this week. We had lots of tight ends go downs last week. Oh, so, even though Larry, you know, got you 2.5 points last week, it's still more than a generous amount of tight ends out there. So, I'm saying yep. stay with him. Um, you know, Manning loves to throw him the ball. He's got tons of targets. So yeah, if he just gets a touchdown, you're good. You're good. So let's just remember, tight ends is tough. Gut calls, Victor Cruz. You were nearly off my roster completely, my friend. And then big week. you came back to life. Big week. Big week. I'm not putting you in must-starts yet. I'm just, no. I just, no. It's got to prove it to you. Absolutely. He's simply just not on the bench this week because there's so many buys, really. Um, Saved by the buy. Yeah. It's a miracle that he performed so well last week. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Uh, No. And the best thing about him this week, and this is why he's in gut calls, is because Washington has a really hard time stopping receivers. So... Both him and Ruben Randall's value does go up. Am I excited about them? No. But um, it might be your best option, especially if you did not plan for week four buys. Um, and then bench warmers, everybody else. Sad, but it's true. Sorry, Eli. I'm not going to spend my time on you this week. Ashley, Washington Redskins. 
Yeah, my babies. They're my babies. <laughs> they stole my babies. <laughs> yeah. Thank um, you, Kirk Cousins, for winning me hundred uh, $125. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll get to Kirk because I'm going to start with Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson. Who called it? Who called it last it week? Re- I said 80 yards and a touchdown, and he got like 100 and some in a touchdown. Which one? Deshaun? No, Garçon. Garçon. Well, they, bo- I mean, they both played fantastic, right? They both right? Well. So, right. yeah, I mean, Pierre Garçon was the fourth highest scoring receiver, and Deshaun was the fifth. Can't ask for much better than that, right? I mean, so no. Garçon had over 138 yards off 11 catches. Pretty nice. And a touchdown. And Deshaun had 117 yards um, off five receptions and one touchdown. And he was actually targeted a lot more in the end zone. He just had, you know, he just was some situations where the ball was dropped or some really fantastic defense. So he probably could have scored even more than that, but he did get one touchdown. Jackson is listed as questionable this week due to that AC joint in his shoulder. Um, but clearly it wasn't that big of a deal last week. I mean, granted, he was playing his old team, so there's no way he was going to sit that out. But we are going up against another divisional game, so I don't see him sitting this one out either. So I wouldn't be too worried about it. Lo- love me, love me, my two receivers. And why were they so good, Courtney? Mr. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. The best quarterback of the yeah. NFL in Week Four. The second him. best, but he, yeah, he was he was the second back. highest scoring quarterback last week with 27 points, and he could be a. He, Again this it, week. Yeah, in his two in his two starts, he's been a top ten quarterback. So this is not a flip, guys. He threw for over four hundred and twenty seven yards, three <laughs> touchdowns, and one interception. That's a pretty good ratio. Don't be freaked out about the interception. Those are fantastic numbers. Everybody should be considering this guy, especially for people that are hurting, that are, you know, Tom Brady owners or Colin Kaepernick owners out there. You know, Kirk Cousins is a better option. Think about it. He's he's out there. I think he's only owned in like I want to say thirty percent of ESPN leagues. Which is right crazy, now. people. Pay attention. Pay attention. It's like why even play fantasy football I, if you don't realize big things like this? Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand. And the Giants give up the seventh most points to quarterbacks. So this is like the perfect recipe for another fantastic week. I am telling you, Tom Brady owners, you need to let it go. He's not mm. the same Brady. And you need to pick up Kirk Cousins. It's just the way it is. It needs to happen. Um, Alfred Morris. He's also in my must-starts. Even though last week was just kind of okay. Um, it's he only he threw rushed, the ball everywhere. Yeah, he only rushed for 77 yards. Because, again, he, he threw for over you know, 400-some yards, right? Yeah, it's crazy. But he did have 23 attempts. So he's still getting his hands on the ball a lot. He is still the same workhorse. He had 77 yards. Um, he had some calls called back. So, again, it could have been a little better. And this is an interesting matchup, right? Because Giants, on average, have given up 129 yards and over 15 points to opposing running backs. Yeah. Which is fantastic news, again, for Alfred Morris owners, right? So green light go on Morris. Um, I got calls Daryl Young. So he's an interesting one because Mm. um, he's not the workhorse Alfred Morris is. Morris is getting all the majority of the touches. But he is seeing the ball in the red zone, right? So if you're in a deep league or a best ball league, he'd be fantastic to be on your roster, especially in a best ball league, because he could blow up with a touchdown. So he's worth a look because of that. Um, And again, because we're in bye week. So if you're in deep leagues, if you get creative sometimes. So he's someone that is at least worth a look. And he has scored in every game, and he's not even a starter. Only two other guys can say that. It's like Marshawn Lynch and 
not sure the other one is, but literally only three people have done it, and he's one of them, and he's not even a starter. Uh, my bench is the Redskins' defense. They've actually they actually have a really decent front seven. Yeah. Um, but the problem is they're just too inconsistent to start them. So, like, they had 18 points in week two against Jacksonville, and yes, they are playing a very ha- turnover-happy team with the Giants, but the Giants looked better last week. I mean, and Houston got negative one point against the Giants. And Houston's a good defense. So yeah. I'm That was a crazy game. It was a crazy game, but it makes me a little bit nervous about starting the Redskins against the Giants. I get it if you have to, but there's better options out there, so I wouldn't go there. There we okay. go. There we go. Green Bay Packers ever disappointing one and two at the Chicago Bears two and one. I actually have three matchups that are both my teams. It's amazing. It's fake. It's pretty amazing. Uh, so about the Green Bay Packers and Chicago Bears. Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's been a little rough. I'm in a I'm in a league where my first two picks were Jamal Charles and Aaron Rodgers, and I thought I was a genius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm actually fourth place in that league. Rashad Jennings, Giovanni Bernard, winning. So. Um, yeah, anyway, the, the Bears, okay, so everyone, remember the narrative of, like, the Bears have this really terrible defense, and this really, you know, easy defense. Well, they actually are kind of not that bad. They're, like, yeah. in the 8th to 11th fewest points area yeah. in every category. So I don't know if it's, um, I don't know where that came from. Well, they were terrible last year. Last year they really were the bad. worst, you know, you know, against the run. So, but this year they really have improved. So I just want to put that out there. Uh, play him if you got him. You know, you should start Aaron Rodgers because he still has the same talent as before. He's a rough start, but remember that twenty-eight point game week two. Let's let's try to get back to those memories, mm-hmm. shall we? So um, Eddie Lacy. Okay, let me. I'm, about, I'm literally about to lose my mind here. I need to be talked okay. off the ledge with Eddie Lacy. Okay. Well, okay. I know that only 113 rushing yards before this season and no touchdowns is not good <laughs> enough. I agree. I agree with you. You think? But this is a crazy bye week. I highly doubt that you have two other running backs with higher upside than Eddie Lacy. I just doubt it. You have to play him. Uh, but do watch this week. If he can't at least get something going in Chicago, because you're right. I mean, when you watch him, he doesn't look good either. No. So I don't know what is exactly going on. But to be fair, he did start against the Seahawks, the Jets, and the Lions, and all of them are top five defenses against the run. And he's just he's been a little off. Coach McCarthy called him out. I'm not quite sure. He's going to have a little fire, hopefully. And, yeah. Slump. Sophomore slump. That's that's going to be my analysis on that because it's hard. It's hard to tell you anything other than that. So, um, another analysis, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, fine. Last week, weird week. They were studs the first two weeks. It's fine. Yeah. Wipe it out. Wipe it out. <laughs> it happens sometimes. We're just going to completely wipe out week three in general for the, for the Packers. It's gone. Pretty much. That's what I'm going to tell you. Except for Andrew Corliss, who caught a touchdown. Yeah. Um, but that's probably not going to happen. Just wipe it out. He's been targeted a few times, though, actually. Yeah, I know. It's fine. And listen, I, actually, what I was going to say is there are a lot of tight ends that went down. If you're looking for a desperate yeah. Kevin Perry this week, Pitta he's not a terrible there. option. Yeah. yeah, and also, uh, the Bears give, well, the Bears give up the eighth fewest fantasy points to opposing tight ends. So I don't love it, but I don't think it's insane. 
if you're really desperate and you're in like a crazy deep league, it would have to be pretty bad. But I feel like he's worth a conversation, so that's an upgrade. Um, <laughs> you're worth <laughs> mentioning now. Your name well, his three decimate. scores over the season are two, zero, and ten. Yeah, it's a little too hot and cold. It is what it is. Bench warmers, Devonte Adams. He seems to be this big pickup du jour right now, right? Because everyone's dropping Jared Boykin and picking up Devonte Adams. Okay, but if Brian Quick, Andrew Hawkins, Eddie Royal, John Brown, or Miles Austin are still out there in your league, you have no business picking up Devonte Adams. No. Okay, get it together. Um, but if you're in a really crazy deep league, yeah, fine. I'll let you go. Chicago Bears. Okay, so here's what's interesting. Um, the Packers give up the fifth most fantasy points to running backs and the 16th most to wide receivers. The 16th most means that they're in the middle. But it certainly isn't that they're a tough, tough defense. So, listen, they're the best against the tight ends in the league. They only allow 1.7 points to them. But Martellus Bennett is money. And I'm going to tell money. you to ignore those stats and go for it. He won me that game against your husband, Brandon. By less <laughs> than a point. Yeah, he did. Less yeah, he did. than a point. Woo. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought that? He lost his mind. We'll talk about did. that later. But he <laughs> lost. He didn't even he respond actually, to my text message. Like, sorry, buddy. He became psychotic. I, I love my husband, but we'll, he. We'll talk about that later. As in like off camera. Talk about that later. I can talk about it on camera because yeah. he lost it. He I love lost you guys. Both yeah. of his fantasy leagues by less than one point, and he's a Jets fan. Oh, so Monday so was just sad. the most painful thing. I mean, he lost his mind, and part of why he lost his mind is Matt Forte. That's why this is a good transition. Um, <laughs> They do, okay, sorry, as I'm going to repeat it. Green Bay gives up the fifth most fantasy points to running backs. Matt Forte did catch six passes. If you were in a PPR league, he actually was not a terrible play. Right. So, uh, you know, we knew they weren't going to run against the Jets. Okay, we accepted that, but we knew he'd be involved in the passing game. We thought he'd get a little more yards or a touchdown. It didn't happen. That's okay. But I, I think this is going to be a bounce-back game for him. Again, Alshon Jeffrey and Brendan Marshall are questionable. It seems like Alshon Jeffrey is getting better and Brendan Marshall is not. So keep your eye on the injury report. Obviously, if they're playing, you can't sit them because they could blow up on your bench. I will never sit Brendan Marshall. Yeah. You've heard it here first. I'm just not going to do it, and I'm not going to suggest that you do it. But do watch because he may just actually get pulled if it doesn't get any better. Um, Cutler, what the what? What the? Right? So far this season, he's the number four scoring quarterback in the league. Number one is Andrew Luck. Number two is Matt Ryan. Number three is Peyton Manning. Number four is Jay Cutler. It's the apocalypse. You heard it here first. <laughs> but not really. I see, Cutler's uh, been a great with Well, I told you to draft him. Yeah, he's I did. Been like the injury him. bug I won't, the but last you should. few years. Oh yeah. my gosh, it's so it's, bad. It's so bad. It's true. But this it's going to happen. Really I mean, Martellus Bennett, that's a real connection in the end zone. It's a real I, connection. I did love when uh, the Bears played the Niners, and I was like, oh gosh, Cutler versus Kaepernick. I'm like, this isn't even a question. I have to root Cutler. And everyone was like, oh yeah, not even a question. I'm like, of course. Of course we're rooting against Kaepernick. You're so wow. bad. I know. I'm really enjoying this well, season, I... by the way. 
was going to say, though, is that um, what I forgot to say, though, is that Carson was, like, going crazy about how I had to talk about how Matt Forte is the biggest bust of the season. But I wanted to point out that Jamal Charles has been hurt. Yeah. The same week, LaShawn McCoy got two points. Adrian Peterson isn't even in the league technically anymore. He's on exempt list. And Eddie Lacy, we just talked about. Doug Martin. And, I mean, it's just the list goes, it goes on. on. On and on. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then also, watch out now. The supposedly terrible Bears defense. They're actually scoring some fantasy points, too. So I don't, I don't know if I'd start them against Packers. But to be honest, the Packers give up the fourth most fantasy points to defenses. They've had a lot of turnovers. So, something to think about. Um, no real bench warmers for the Bears because they're the Bears. They're the Bears. The Bears. Trustman, you know I love you. Every um, week. Every week. Buffalo Bills 2-1 and one at Houston Texans 2-1. and one. I was sad when they lost, but I felt like yeah. it was okay. It's okay. Um... Okay, so the Texans give up the ninth most fantasy points to running back, so feel free to just start Spiller and Jackson. You know you need to because it's a bye week. So, I mean, it's no question. I'm not going to even really get into that. Um, Buffalo defense, we have them ranked number six. Agreed. I feel really good about that. Um, there are no gut calls, really, because I refuse to start a wide receiver on the Buffalo Bills. Ah. Uh. Sammy's yes. gonna have a big Sammy's week. Sammy's been okay in PPR. Sammy's for me. gonna Sammy's gonna have a big week. I don't know how big, but it's gonna be big. It's rough. The Texans are mediocre. Uh, here's the thing, with Sammy Watkins. Here's his points: three, seventeen, one. It's okay. It's it's rookie <laughs> wide receivers. It's rookie wide receivers. I just want to point it out so that we're all on the same page here. So that I can tell you, I'm not starting him, but if you want to, that's fine. That's on you. But this is the thing with rookie wide receivers. You just unless I mean unless it's Brandon Cooks, you just you just can't. Um EJ Manuel, and this is the problem. He's so inconsistent and he only yeah. throws the ball like twenty to twenty five times a game. Now last week he threw more because they got down, but that's what they're gonna do. They're trying to just run the ball. So that's why it's hard to start a wide receiver. Um so yeah, I mean I guess that's how I feel about the Bills. Bam. That was Bam. quick. That was it. Well there's nothing else really the to damn. talk about. We talked about the defense. I mean, you know I want you to to start Dan Carpenter, but yeah. Scott Chandler, I guess, you guys. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an I guess. I don't think we even need that. It's okay. We'll move on to the Texans. Yeah. Which is which <laughs> You guys were like, whoa, Brandon, yeah. that was that was yeah. quick. Although oddly enough the Tekkens oh my gosh, the Tekkens. The Texans Chickens. Um, <laughs> although it was funny, my friend Tara and I went and got ice cream and we were like, Do you remember that Baskin Robbins ice cream that had the chicklets in it? That's yes. so disturbing. Like the gum. So gross. yes, it, it was, was gr- gross. It was like the best two for in the world. You get ice cream, then you got like a bunch of bubble gum at the end of it. You're disgusting. And then you choke and die. No. That's like a choking hazard. They no. probably got sued. I doubt yeah, it. They probably delicious. killed children. I actually requested this place, you know, whip that bad boy back up. Anyway, Texans. I don't know how I got <laughs> chiclets because I can't talk. But <laughs> <laughs> this is my like second. Um, 
longest ride up. We'll see. She's letting me know because I'm trying to I keep know. time here, and these girls know, just keep going. She, They're so Courtney good. Shoots me mouth, looks so. of like anger. I've been speedy. You were <laughs> yeah, <right>. speedy. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I no, wasn't I just speedy. Had three in a row. Yeah, you, the bills was speedy because you're like, the bills, wah, wah, the bills suck. Yeah. Sammy's a no go. He's a rookie. Don't be stupid. That was Brandon's basically an entire synopsis there. That's good. I and like Star it. Spiller and Jackson. And Star Spiller and Jackson. That's right. So I've got um, Arian Foster to start, pending if he plays. Um, yeah. He's not up for sure what? yet. I'm a little nervous. You know, that hammy is still bothering him, but I've got him as a pending. Oh. So we're going to move on to DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> in my play if you got him, right? Because Hopkins <laughs> okay. finally broke through 100 yards, guys, in a game. That's well, he crazy. always scores, so who cares? Exactly. He does always score. And he had 100 yards, which is fantastic. And, you know, I'm just kind of excited. I think he's going to be great. You know, he's got a lot of potential around week four, and he develops some chemistry. With a quarterback, this is exactly when we said he's going to get hot, right? Because we're like, don't expect him to be like out of the gate right away. That he need a little bit more time with Fitzgerald to kind of get it going. And I feel like it's going. I like it. I like where this is going. <laughs> we're hopping there. on the train. I choo, am. Choo. I'm hopping on. Choo choo. I spilled uh, all over myself. I'm not so right. choo choo with Andre Johnson right now, though. No, no. Here's my issue. He's still on my play. If you got mm. him. Um, but he has a hurt ankle, okay? And he's been limited in practice on Wednesday. Now, again, he is an older player, so we're not actually sure if that has anything to do with the severity of the injury or if this is basically kind of that vet rule where they just kind of rest them because why, you know, why not? They don't really need to practice as much as the younger <laughs> guys. Um, it reminds so me I, of I was watching uh, the 10 oldest, like, classic players or whatever, and there's Emmett. Smith with his golf cart going around practice, you know, because he's so old. He's just so like, oh, yeah. walk. <laughs> why would I walk? Just, That's my so dream funny. is to live in like a retired community where all I do is drive around in my golf cart. Oh you think I'm gosh. kidding? And I'm Pruning so other people's plans for the Ryder Cup coming up here again. So golf, good. baby, one of golf's golf. finest. Anyway, nice. um, play Andre Johnson <laughs> if you have him. But let's say he doesn't play, then I want to throw out. Damaris Johnson is an option here, okay? Hmm. So, he's going to be a free agent, right? Because nobody owns this guy. Um, <laughs> and why would you? He's the wideout three for the Texans. But he did score 11 points last week. Granted, he scored zero points in both week one and week two. Mm, I don't like it. So, it's a little nerve-wracking. But if Johnson <laughs> doesn't play, then he becomes a wide receiver, too. And he clearly shows that he can score with 11 points. And so they will spread the ball definitely a bit more between DeAndre Hopkins and him. So if you are in that situation, think of him because he will be the person to replace Andre Johnson. Okay. Did you see that catch that DeAndre Hopkins did that didn't count with one hand? Yeah, there's all Amazing. sorts of crazy ones like that. And again, those, those are the plays that should get you uh, excited. This is why it's important to watch other games because it shows you the potential that that player actually has. Because a lot of times players have these big plays that get called back because of like offensive holding or something. So, heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. But my other guy calls Alfred Blue. Okay, so uh, here's my thoughts on him. If Foster is back, <laughs> then that greatly limits Blue's involvement, right? Blue did rush for 78 yards last week, but again, this was all due because Foster was out. Now, if if Foster is back in, then you should not even remotely be considering Blue. 
for anything. And if Foster is out, I don't want you to consider Blue as a starting running back. I want you to consider him in a flex role because all that does is bump him up off of off your bench into a potential flex situation. It does not bump him up into a starting running back situation. There is a difference there. You know you have better options unless you're literally in like a 14-16 league. So, uh, my bench would be Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he scored 18 points last week, but he also had three interceptions. It was not a great game for him. Um, and you've got you've just got better options out there than Ryan Fitzpatrick, even with the bye right now. And then Texans defense. So they were supposed to have this huge week last week, right, against the Giants. That didn't happen. Nope. Yeah. Negative one point. Uh drove me crazy. So it's it's still, you know, early in the season, but Chicago only scored two points against the Bills. Uh, Miami scored negative one, and the Chargers scored 10 points. So it's a little bit all over the board. Um, so I don't think this is a really great consistent option for you. So my vote is to bench them. Bench. 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 Tennessee Ty- Titans, one and two, to the Indianapolis Colts, one and two. Uh, play me if you got them. None. <laughs> Absolutely Boom. nobody is in your must-starts. My gut called Sean Green. Yeah. Sure. I know. So if you're tempted to play green, this would, <laughs> this would be the week, right? Because the first few weeks of bye weeks are, are you, know, you know, it's rough. All the star running backs have been letting you down, as we basically already explained. Locker is hurt. The Colts give up the seventh most points to running backs. These are all things on paper that say, yeah, okay, green might be a decent option this week, right? Absolutely. You know, and when the you know when the starting quarterback is hurt, this means we tend to lean on the running back a bit. And Sean Green is definitely the starting running back. I don't want you to sit there thinking, you know, Bishop Sankey's coming in to save the day this game. It's not going to happen. Aww. Green is the guy. Um, and he's going to get more touches than usual this week. So if you are in a running back woe situation and there's not a whole lot out there, Sean Green isn't owned in a whole lot of leagues, and he w- could be a viable option for you. Ben, isn't that just crazy? It's so nuts. Just, that a starting running back isn't owned by anyone? Yeah, and then Johnny Menzel is owned mm-hmm. probably more than he is. I mean, Green's not exactly, like, throwing up big numbers for you by any means, but... No, but... But this is this is a week to consider. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not considering Jake Locker. A, he's got a hurt wrist, and uh, a wrist is pretty important for a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not looking good. You're also yeah, not considering man. Kendall Wright or Justin Hunter because... Wright only scored four points last week. Hunter only scored three points. Um, you know, and with an injured quarterback in Colt secondary, which happened to be a top ten secondary against wide receivers, it's a no go for either one of those guys. And then Delaney Walker got the same situation, right? Because you've got a hurt locker, you've got two wide receivers that are struggling. Um, so all they're going to do is double team up on him. And anyway, he's questionable with a shoulder injury. So I wouldn't want to play him either. It's not a great matchup. Again, with a hurt quarterback, that just that's bad news for any receiving court out there. So not a whole lot of action with the Titans. And you know what? That's going to lead me into a gut call for the Colts. Uh, if Locker's out... Pick up the Colts' defense and go for it. I mean, there are so many great defenses on by this week. This is one I would roll my dice in, and if they gave me zero, well, at least it's not negative points. True. Seriously. I mean, if I have them, and I'm keeping them because I had them last week against Jacksonville. Absolutely. I think I'm going to keep them. Absolutely. I think the Colts' is a very smart play if Locker's out. Um, I mean, I'm totally into it. Also, a smart, duh, play, Andrew Luck. Hello. Number one. 
Oh my gosh, my heart is beating so fast for him. Um, and yes, this might be a tough matchup against Tennessee, who gives up the second fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. But there's no way that you have somebody on your bench you feel better about than Mr. Luck. Okay, no. we're all playing him, and if he gives gets me a bad game with 18 points, I'm okay with it. You know, um, mm-hmm. Amon Bradshaw. You know, awesome. Yeah. So great. And with again, with all these running backs going to court and injury lists court. and whatnot, it's like Bradshaw, okay. And some people still don't own him, so I'm bothered by that one as well. Pick him up yeah. and play him. Pick Only him in a goodie. Consistent. Only in a goodie. And with my gut calls, I also have Trent Richardson. I mean, he is still getting touches. He still is fantasy worthy for a flex position for mm-hmm. sure um well, you know, he's still got nine points i think last i know week, we so, all have I mean, the bitterness mm-hmm. towards trent richardson from the last couple seasons yeah but well, like he's 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 a di- better player this year he is he really he, is he is he is yeah. you know i think um i have all the wide receivers and gut calls and and this is why i feel like the colts Ugh. have become the saints Yes, and I was just there is say they're that. a great team for football, but an awful team for fantasy. And mm-hmm. other than Mr. You know, Luck, it's just it's 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 bananas. He luck through to nine different receivers last week. So irritating. Nine. Yeah, it's extremely irritating. I mean, so you know, it's it's just very frustrating. Hilton had his best game last week with eighty yards, no touchdown. Wayne caught four targets for 62 yards, no touchdown. And Nix had 50 yards and a touchdown. Well, congratulations, Nix. (laughs) (laughs) But if you own the other two, which are most likely owned, yeah, you didn't get a touchdown. So you got eight points. So it's it's very frustrating. I can't tell you who's going to get the touchdown, but God bless you if you can. Not only that, but Tennessee gives up the fifth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. So it's just this is going to be a tough week for all of them. I also have all the tight ends, Kobe Fleener and Dwayne Allen. They both got great points last week. And if if Luck's going to use them and look at them in the end zone, hey, they should be on your fantasy team. Why not? Uh, And bench warmers, I've got nobody because the Colts are like – they are what they are. So I'm okay with them. Done. Carolina Panthers 2 and 1 at the Baltimore Ravens 2 and 1. Who had the Carolina Panthers defense last week and wanted to, you know, tear them a new um, one? Yeah, cry. That's a good way yeah, to put it. It's I had it in one league. It's rough. Very, 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 very. I upsetting. have Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. Oh, those oh. were good ones. Oh, those are good ones. Those but, were decent. Yeah. <laughs> well, should we go to the uh, let's let's skip to the Lions and Jets because okay. those yeah. are you and I. Okay. So, claim if you got him, Calvin Johnson. So no, right. Johnson was not a top receiver last week. I can't handle it anymore. Um, it's really starting to stress <laughs> everyone out, right? But he is still an elite receiver, you know, and not a guy that you can bench. You know, you just don't you don't bench Calvin Johnson because the moment you do, he's gonna blow up on your bench, and, you, and you're gonna say, "I, I should have known better." But um, he was held out practice on Wednesday, but again, this might be to you know just rest the star player who had a bit of a hurt ankle. 
Um, the Gents' defense is rather good at stopping the run, but the secondary is a little bit weak. So this could be a really yeah. good game for Johnson. Matthew Stafford. Last week was ugly, right? Woo. Yeah. Not really only, yeah, not only did he throw for under 300 yards, but he had two interceptions and a fumble and zero touchdowns. Oh. He had three points. Three. It was bad. Yeah, it was really bad. Yeah, that's that's being more than generous. But I will say there is something weird about when the Lions play the Packers. Like Stafford gets into this really weird headspace. It's because he can never beat the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. And they finally won this game. But they literally, I think, were like 7 of 9, I want to say, losing to them. So I think that's kind of what the issue is. I think I want you to set that game aside, you know, and, you know, play – you're going to play him next week. The Jets allow the fourth most points at quarterbacks. So this this should be a bounce-back week for Stafford. My gut calls. Uh, notables would be Joyke Bell and Reggie Bush. I won't go into the whole analysis. There's kind of some weird stuff going on with them as far as alternating on and off. Um, but they're still in the yeah. gut call section just due to bye weeks. Just in reality, of you know, you probably don't have a, a better option on your bench. One of our favorite Twitter followers, Casey Kasem, she did kind of the late round quarterback thing, you know, because I had said, you know, who's really doing this? She's like, I did, and I feel really good about it. I have Joyke Bell and Shane Vereen. I wasn't going to be like, mm. I was like, okay, well, good luck. And of course, she's like, I'm having some problems. I'm like, yeah. But you know what? Those of us that got Eddie Lacy or yeah. Matt Forte or Adrian, P- we're all having. We problems. got problems. So maybe that was the way to go. Everybody's having problems. That's the one good thing. Everybody's having problems. I don't know, but it's a bye week, right? So again, there's probably not many better options this week out there. But my other guy called the Golden Tate. Okay, so mm-hmm. Tate pulled in five catches for 51 yards last week against the Packers. Um, you know, thus far he has scored nine points, five points, and then five points. So you could do worse than five points if you have a receiver on the bye week. You really could. And if Johnson isn't 100%, then they're going to lean a little bit more on Tate this week. So he could actually have a better week than normal um, just to kind of help lessen that load and spread the ball a bit. So um, there's a little bit more of an up. Whenever you say Tate, I think you're saying something bad. As in like T-I-T? Mm-mm-mm. Tate. What are you thinking I'm saying? Nothing. Can you not say I it? can't say it, obviously. We're doing a podcast. But it just made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well if it's not T I T, I don't I don't know what, what uh what it would be, but I'm intrigued. Um Well, I'm not gonna spell it. I bet I wonder can you spell these things? Well Have I hope so as I've just done it, it twice. Okay. I guess, yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm so tired. I'm hearing things now. Like, what? What did she say? say? Something's golden and dirty. Sorry. No. Um, (laughs) Ridiculous. So my other (laughs) gut call would be the Lions defense. So they were the second highest scoring defense last week with 17 points. And they might be on the mend in terms of being a top defense again. I agree. So in week one, they scored 10 points against the Giants. Yes, granted, it was the Giants. And definitely when the Giants were still very much in a rough situation. 
Then they struggled a, a bit against the Panthers, scoring only four points. But it's the Panthers, and the Panther, Panthers, you know, do have a fantastic offense, and Cam was looking great. Um, you know, so that so I get it. And then the bear, you know, the Bears. Sorry, then um, then the they had Bears. a big week. Then they had a big week against the Packers last week, right? So. The Bears did some work on the Jets last week, pulling in 12 points, like you mentioned. You know, the Bears did pretty well. Um, the other two teams that have played them scored three and four points. You kind of have to average that out a bit. But this might be a, a, a good week for the Lions to kind of come back and start becoming a dominant defense again. I could see it happening. I, I could see it. I like it. Um, on my bench would be all Lions tight ends, all of them. Not a single tight end scored a point. Not one point out of that whole committee of tight ends that a single one of them score a point last week so too inconsistent just stay away from them well new york jets so the lions as you said they, they give up the fourth fewest to quarterbacks sixth fewest to running backs second fewest to wide receivers and sixth most to tight ends unfortunately there's not a whole lot of tight end action for the jets so they can't really exploit that but um Let's just say that there are no play if you got them. You know, so there's that. I mean, I think it's funny that they give up the second most points to tight ends. They're like the new Arizona from 2013. Remember where they were like graded everything except for the tight ends? Very fascinating. Anyway, as far as the gut calls are concerned, Chris Ivory, our Chris Cross has kind of become like a Chris straight and arrow. Uh, It's pretty much just Chris Ivory over there right now. I, I think Chris Johnson's hurt. So, and by think, I mean... He's probable with an ankle injury, so he's definitely hurt. Um, but maybe more serious than they let on. Is what you're saying? Probably. I'm, I'm, I'm suspicious about the whole thing. Yeah, I feel like they started off really like strong as a tandem, and then all of a sudden it was like the Chris Ivory show out of nowhere. And I don't think, and Chris Ivory doesn't seem angry about it, so I feel like something is amiss. But that's okay. So if you have Chris Ivory, you know, I think this is a probably a must play. Bench warmers. I really liked Curly last week, and I was right. And I just wanted to say that. This yeah. week, I wouldn't play him against the Lions, and I certainly wouldn't play him if Eric Decker's out. And Eric Decker going out, just very weird game last week. So, And Eric Decker is still questionable with that hamstring. And their bye week isn't until week 11, so yeah. I'm, I'm very uneasy about the whole thing. So he's not going to get extra time to feel better. So, um, yeah, so this is the Jets. So I can move on to my next one where I have um, two, the Jacksonville Jaguars and San Diego Chargers. Well, I have the Bucks and the Steelers next. Oh, well, then you do that first. So we can do that one, yeah. Um, And we may just have to wing it because Courtney, the internet has gone down where she is and she can't get back on. So it's going to be interesting. This is just a really interesting week four. This is what happens, right? We're like on our own bye week right now, just kind of. We're, we're having a thing. Yeah, we're on our own bye. Um, we're going to keep ourselves on track here. We're, yeah. we're at 44 minutes. So so Tampa Bay and the Steelers. We'll start with Tampa Bay. I have absolutely no claim if you got them, which, again, should not be surprising to anybody who watched that blowout game last week. That game was painful. I mm. literally got home, I think, 10 minutes late from work from when the start of the game was, I turned the TV on as 24-0. And I'm like, what is going on? Anyway. That's crazy. Yeah. Gut calls Doug Martin. So all signs point to Martin returning to the field this week. He participated in full uh, during Wednesday's practice and took the majority of the first string reps. You know, Martin, 
he's become known as a slow starter. So hopefully this week will be kind of beginning of that upward tick, that upward slide towards being the top back in the league again. The Steelers' defense mm. is middle of the pack in stopping the run, <laughs> so it's not the okay. worst game for Martin to dip his toes back into. I mean, I wouldn't expect, again, crazy high productive numbers, but again, we're we're really in a situation where a lot of the running backs are disappointing you. So there's a chance. There's a chance that, that Doug Martin could be a top 10 back this week. Sure. Mainly out of everybody else's terribleness, but is it who it is? My other guy call is Vincent Jackson. So we are hoping that okay. Jackson experienced a bit more of a luck with Glennon, um, especially after practicing with him all week, you know, long. So Jackson only caught two passes off nine targets for 15 yards. 15 yeah. yards. That is scary. Luckily, he scored a touchdown, or it would have literally been so ugly for Jackson owners. They would be crying, and I would completely understand it. So my gut says to put him on your bench because he is so risky. Um, but he might be your best option because of the bye weeks. So again, let's try to be positive and hope that with Glennon in, that this is going to be helpful, which leads me to my bench. So my bench, you know, I'll talk about Josh McCown. McCown hurt his thumb by hitting his hel- hit against a helmet a couple times last week. Um, he's been listed as doubtful for the matchup against the Steelers and Mike Glennon more than likely get the start. And again, he's been taking, um, the first strain reps. So that's the direction that they're going. My notable would be Mike Evans for similar reasons to Vincent Jackson, just inconsistent quarterback play. And then Bobby Rainey. So Rainey scored you six points last week, despite the fact that he got a decent workload. He had 11 touches, but was only able to get 41 yards, and he had two fumbles. That is not the kind of production that you are looking for. And more than likely, his production will go down even more with a promising return of Doug Martin. So it is all expected that Doug Martin will be back. So... Again, you're not really playing much of anything from the Bucks. On to the Steelers. You are playing Antonio Brown all day, every day. If you could somehow find a way to cheat in your league and start Antonio Brown twice, you should do that. He's fantastic. This is me dancing to it. He's so good. If you haven't figured out that Brown is the man, then I don't even know what to say to you. I really don't. Because he's the second highest scoring wide receiver in the league right now. He scored 17 points in week one. 10 points in week two, 21 points last week off 10 passes for 90 yards and two touchdowns. Tampa Bay has the worst, literally the worst secondary in the league. So Brown will be able to tear them apart. It will be a huge game for Brown. Le'Veon Bell. Bell was the 10th highest scoring running back last week against a very tough Panthers defense. You know, and if he was able to rush for 147 yards against the Panthers, you should be squealing with delight thinking about what kind of production he's going to have against the Buccaneers, who in general has a very disappointing defense this year. So feel great about those two guys. My gut calls, LeGarrette Blount. If you want to, I want you to think garbage time here, okay? And I want to make a point. It doesn't matter when you get points. Points are points. So... While Bell had a standout rushing game, so did Blunt. He rushed for 118 yards and scored a touchdown. You know? Did we get him in the W League? I didn't check to see if we got him or not. Um, I'm going to check on that. But this I agree. Game, yeah. Because this game has got potential to be a blowout. <laughs> Literally a blowout. In which case, they're going to rest Bell once, you know. Yep. And then Blunt's coming in. And he'll get the nod the later part of the game. And, you, again, you don't care when he gets the points. Points are points. You know? And this could really be a gem 
of a pickup for you with bye weeks. Gem. Uh, Marcus Wheaton is my other gut call here. So Wheaton's production, ugh, it's been declining in all facets week over week. So his receptions have gone from six to five to four. His points have gone from nine to five to three. This is not the direction you want to see for your receivers. With that being said, again, the Bucks defense is really that bad. Again, we're secondary in the league. So this could be a good week for him to turn around. And I'm guessing that you have a better option. So I would go there. But if you don't, matchup-wise, it may not be the worst for Marcus Wheaton. Uh, ben should be Ben Roethlisberger. Ben is not bad. Ben is not great in terms of fantasy. He's, again, that classic situation where he's a fantastic quarterback for real football and not for fantasy. So he's been riding right in the middle of the pack of quarterbacks, so there's really no reason for you to pick him up. Steelers defense, I also had on the bench. So while they did score 13 points last week, they are rife with injuries from dependable players like Ike Taylor, Ryan Shazier, Jarvis Jones. This is not the defense you want to count on this week. So I'm ruling them out. Right. Now, should we go back to Carolina? I'm back. Hopefully for Woo! a little bit. For a we little bit. You. For a little I bit. know. I Let's know. Go back to my Carolina. Are so it much better than your guys. I know. I know. Um, yeah, real fast, let's go back up to Carolina and Baltimore real fast. It's both of my teams. Hopefully I'll stay online. Um, yes, Calvin Benjamin, we're playing him. 115 yards and touchdown last week. Love him. Um, and it doesn't help that they give up lots of fantasy points So to wide receivers. Got him. Greg Olson, I spoke on the RESPNW show about him. He's just Mr. Consistent. No, he's not going to hit you Love. in a 20-point game most likely, but he's not going to screw you over either. So I'm into him. Just play him. Just ride the good ride, people. Uh, gut call is Cam Newton. Well, you know, the Panther, Panthers offensive line is it's really yeah. bad. It's really bad. Newton was already out for bruised ribs at the beginning of the season. He was sacked three times last week. You know, ended up going out Ugh. at the end of the game in the fourth quarter. It just, it hurts. It, this, you know, this is Literally. not. Literally. Um, so it's just, it's tough for him. So hopefully you have a better option. Um, cause it's, it, I'm afraid he's not going to make it through the whole game. I'm going to put both Carolina's defense and Baltimore's defense in gut calls this week. Um, I feel like there's going to be like early points scored. So like both teams are kind of going to get low and they're going to have to earn their points back. Um, and it might be a little bit of kicker kind of game too. So play Play your Tucker, play your Walsh. Um, nice. And bench, I'm going to bench D'Angelo Williams. I know we're all struggling for running backs, but he's not 100% healthy, and they're putting him in because Stewart's out and, and Tolbert's out. So I just feel like he's kind of yeah. just going to be there. Um, so I'm not, I do not love him this week. But the Baltimore Ravens, um, Metropolis S is what I'm going to call him from now on. Um, I almost had him in gut calls just because he's going up against Carolina, but the truth is there's nobody else. And we all saw what, you know, Mr. Brown did last week to Carolina. And although Triple S is no Antonio Brown, he's going against his old team. He's going to want to prove it. And I just really love him this week. Top 10 play this week. Top 10 play, Triple S all the way. Yep. Triple S, here we go. Right here, catch the ball. It's it's you this week, my friend. It is you. Big fan. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and 
and let's see who else. You know what? Everybody else is on the bench for Baltimore. Again, it's just all those running backs. Who knows? Pierce is back. You still have Forsett. You got Lorenzo. It's crazy. There's just too many. One might zero out. They might get 15 points. It's just not a healthy running back scenario in either one of these teams. So sad. And of course, Joe Flacco and Tori Smith. Yeah. Bench. We've already decided that weeks ago, right? Right, right. Old yeah. news. Totally. Old old news. But right. people keep Tori it's good Smith. good to reinforce. Yeah. 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 He's the same people playing Brady. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll we see who we can play out of the Miami Dolphins at the Oakland Raiders. You playing Mike Wallace. That's who you're playing. Yep. See a redemption story for Mike Wallace. I was hating on him, and now I'm telling you to start him. See, there is hope. Knew it. I knew it. Uh-huh. Miami knew it. defense. I'm also playing the defense. I, I will have to because I just already told you I picked them up. <laughs> but they're facing off against the Raiders, who have given up six, eight, and seven points. Only the Chargers are predicted to get double-digit points this week, so having the potential to throw up an eight should make you excited. You know, the Dolphins had a hard time with Buffalo, but other than that, you know, they scored ten points in their other two games. So... And I smell some sacks coming against, you know, a rookie QB. I like it. Uh, Lamar sacks. Miller. Yes. Sacks. sacks. Brandon is sacks. like, all she is hearing me say is like sexual innuendos this whole show. You miss that part. <laughs> That's what she's hearing, which wouldn't be far off for me. She kept saying Tate over and over again. Tate. Yeah, that's his last name. But Brandon Did Tate Tate? He's not hearing that, apparently. Anyway, so... I'm ruining the yeah. show. Lamar Miller. <laughs> per use. Per use, Brown. Yeah, she, she gets tired and thinks I'm saying stuff that's pornographic. I'm so tired. <laughs> but, uh, you're hearing me correctly, guys. I am telling you to start Lamar Miller. I did last week. Um, I'm proud. So here's my thing with Lamar Miller. Um... He scored you 12 points last week. He rushed for over 100 yards, and the Raiders have terrible defense against the rush. And he's really the only option they have at the moment for touches. It's really that simple. That's the only reason he's starting, but you should start him, especially during bad bye weeks like this. Gut calls, I have none. My bench warmers, I have Ryan Tannehill. For obvious reasons, you've got better options. And then Charles Clay. So Clay's knees didn't practice on Wednesday, and he isn't being targeted enough to warrant a start. Um, So he's just not an option you should even look at. And then Brian Hartline I also have on my bench. Um, he had a good week last week, but again, Wallace was targeted so much more than Hartline. It's not even funny. Hartline did score a touchdown, but if he hadn't scored a touchdown, literally he had three passes for, on seven targets for only 25 yards. So then you're looking at back at that two-point range, which is not where you want to be. And he's going up against the fourth-best secondary in the game, which doesn't bode well for Hartline. So he's not a fantasy option for you this week. All right, uh, the Oakland Raiders, play me if you got them. No starters, no surprise. Got calls. I'm going to do it again, you guys, and I'm sorry, but I'm putting McFadden and got calls. We got people on by. You know, the reality of it is is this might be your best option. All right? Now, I know we got you 6.5 points last week, but that's better than Joyke Bell, Darren Sproles, Monty Ball, Eddie Lacy, and LaShawn McCoy. So be quiet. Suck it up. This is how it's going to be. All right? Um, you know who was the third highest running back last week? It was the guy who played Miami. So I'm in on McFadden. Even if Maurice Jones-Drews come back, <laughs> he'll be limited. So just, you know, 
we gotta do what we gotta do on our bye weeks and this is it um, James Jones I really like Jones a lot but I do not I love him so. this week uh, yeah. Miami gives up the third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers so I think he's gonna be a huge play after his bye next week he's a good roster filler for the next two weeks and then bench warmers everybody else Derek Carr you know if your quarterback might be on bye but you've got to find a better option than Carr it's just the truth of it 174 yards throwing zero touchdowns and one interception. It's just not good enough. And everybody else is on the bench. Duh. We're talking about the Raiders here. Moving mm-hmm. on to another great team, Jacksonville Jaguars 0-3 and San Diego's Chargers <laughs> 2-1. Blake Bortles scored more fantasy points in two quarters last week than Andy Dalton, Cam Newton, Tom Brady, Matt Stafford, and Aaron Rodgers. Hashtag free Bortles. <laughs> He's free! You can pick him up. If you're a two-quarterback lead, he should be your number one pickup. You need to grab him immediately. I know, I know, I know. He's not the next coming of Peyton Manning, and I don't think he's going to come in and save the day. But the good news is is that in two quarters, he threw for 223 passing yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. He tacked on 30 yards rushing uh, on only two carries. So when he runs... He's not kidding. Um, I'm excited. And the Chargers give up the eighth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. So he's actually not a terrible play. I know that sounds crazy to you because you watched Jacksonville Jaguars this year, but it is not totally crazy. It's only slightly crazy like me. Uh, Got calls. Okay, I am promoting people. Toby Gerhardt. Hello? I'm putting him in there because he he actually got the ball when Bortles was in pass in the passing game. I, I feel like Bortles just like opens up the whole pa- like book. I feel like maybe I wouldn't start these guys this week, but I would definitely make sure that you still have on your roster the like Marquise Lee, Cecil Shorts, Toby Gerhardt. These guys now have a chance at life. So just get excited. Yay. Maybe not start, but chance mm. to life. So um, the Chargers give up the 11th most fantasy points to running backs. So there's even a possibility I have to play Gerhardt in a league. So there's a possibility for him to be decent. Mm. And that is an upgrade. That, that is, is an, an upgrade. upgrade. Yeah. He's not been decent. Benchwarmers, unlikely that Marquise Lee is going to play. But everyone else has been upgraded to probable. So yay again. Yay. Uh, yay. Yeah. And then don't think about playing the Jacksonville defense. Seriously. And let me give you the numbers. So moving on to the Chargers, Jaguars give up the absolute most points to quarterbacks, the absolute most points to running backs, the second most points to tight ends, the absolute most points to defenses, but the 10th most points to wide receivers. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> so, so you're saying they're not the most improved team in 2014. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work out on defense. Is what no. I'm telling you. She's no, saying don't pick up the up. Chargers D. That's what she's saying. Don't. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is the Chargers D. I, I, I'm just saying don't. The Jacksonville's D is no go. Chargers D. I don't think that's. I, I'm a little worried about them versus a reinvigorated Jacksonville. I'm not gonna lie, but. Yeah, I'll get to that. So Keenan Allen's probable with a groin injury. Antonio Gates is probable with a hamstring. Um, both of them were a little weird last week, but I, supposedly they're doing better this week. I wouldn't worry about it. Yes, Antonio Gates had a really weird game last week. It's fine. They give up the most points to tight ends. Stop. It happens. Um, I don't want to get too lazy with this analysis, but you should start everyone, um, literally. 
with six teams on by, there's everyone you should start on the the uh, league. And by the way, Donald Brown's only owned in 93.6% of leagues. Yeah. And Woodhead's so, out now. I, now, yes. I know that that means only 7% of you are out there, but if you're part of the 7%, I would like you to remedy that. Okay? Let's Absolutely. get this done. And just so you know, Eddie Royal is only owned in 9% of leagues, and Malcolm Floyd's only owned in 3.4% of leagues. So both receivers are getting more targets than Allen. And yes, I'm sorry, Allen fans um, and owners, but um, I would take a chance on them during bye weeks. They're the perfect bye week fill-ins. So um, and, and gut calls, I'd even play Ladarius Green. I said it. Just play them all. Whatever. Ben Do Torres, it. None. Done. But again, Filled Woodhead is hurt. Out what? For this, Woodhead is out for the season. And Woodhead's out for the season. You're right. So that does increase Brown's uh, stock right. a bit. And it looks like Ryan Matthews is going to try to come back week five or week six. But not week four. What exciting news. Builds up your <laughs> Eagles. 3-0 and at San Francisco 49ers. 1-2. and Okay. So the, also the 49ers defense isn't as good as we thought. No. No. I told you guys, I have so many teams in a row. It's ridiculous. So uh, Jordan Matthews is probable with an abdomen. I never like that. No. Abdomen's no. never fun. Um, Zach Ertz is probable with a knee injury. But both of them supposedly can play. Um, so as far as the Eagles go, the 49ers give up the eighth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks and the second most fantasy points to wide receivers. So, hello, Nick Foles and Jeremy Macklin. What? Yeah. what? Hi. They had a good Apples. game. And they will have another one this week. So, Foles is the fifth-ranked quarterback on the season so far, right behind Jay Cutler. Once again, it's the apocalypse. You're welcome. You heard it here first. Macklin is the third-highest wide receiver in standard scoring leagues. This team is... Crazy. And also, I love being right. I love <laughs> that we were right about the Philadelphia Eagles all offseason. You can go back to June, people. Go back. I was saying this the whole time. It's Chip Kelly. I don't care what you think about the talent. It's Chip Kelly. Anyway, I'd also play Jordan Matthews since they're so bad against wide receivers because clearly they want to just get him the ball in, in bizarre situations like last week, which was great for him. Um, last week's fluky game from a coin sprawls. Understand. We just have to take a, a baby second and moment say, of silence here. Um, 2.5 points, Shady. Not okay. Right. But the two weeks prior, both yeah. of them scored double, double digit digits. points. Yeah. So in standard scoring, in PPR, they were bananas. So I, I can only feel so bad for the Sproles and McCoy owners. I will say the 49ers give up the fourth fewest fantasy points to wide res- or to running backs, but I think they'll bounce back because they're not really running backs. They're receiving running back combo robots. Hybrids. They are. Yeah, yeah so I, I think they'll be fine. Zach Ertz was disappointing last week as well, but, you know, he has an injury, et cetera. He should be fine. Got calls, none. Bench warmers, Philadelphia defense. And moving into that, Philadelphia gives up the second most points to quarterbacks, 11 most to running backs, third most to wide receivers, 18th most to tight ends, and second least to defense. That's right, because their offense is awesome. Other than that, their defense is terrible, you guys. Philadelphia defense, don't. Not in fantasy, I should say. In fantasy. Um, That's why play them if you got them. Colin Kaepernick. They give up the second most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks, and it's your chance to play them. Okay, if you have them, this is it. And 
Last week was his best week ever. He had er, this season 245 yards and a touchdown. Um, last week Michael Crabtree was great. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean. Anquan Bolden, Stevie Johnson, we're getting weird. But Vernon Davis should be playing, so that's great news. As far as gut calls, I can't talk to you about Frank Gore and Carlos Hyde. So that's that's a sad, weird situation. I know Frank Gore is not happy with it, and neither is his uh, fantasy owners. So um, I don't know if this is the right week for that. But if you have to play him, you have to play him. Uh, bench warmers, 49ers defense. Yeah, anyway. The, the Eagles actually, people that play the Eagles average less than one point for defense in fantasy. It's not looking this up. Is, this is going to be the one fantasy the orgy of the week, I must say. Oh, yeah. Everyone's yeah. just throwing the ball everywhere. Like, yeah. it's, just don't start their defenses. That's all. Yeah. Start ever, literally, you can start like the Do third it. person. Absolutely. Play them all. Play them all. All right, Ashley. Who are we going to play with the Atlanta Falcons and Minnesota Vikings? Julio! Julio, Julio, Julio! Damn. I beat someone who played oh, Julio. God. Did you really? That was, I was going to say, anyone who played against a Falcon player last week was hating life. <laughs> you show up for your Thursday game and you're like, ooh, I'm down by 40 points. That's awesome. Uh, but he was fantastic. You know, he had 161 receiving yards off nine catches, and he pulled in two touchdowns. That is the Julio of old that we want to see. And Julio is the Vikings' nightmare, literally having caught 950 yards over the past eight matchups. So look for Julio to completely beat the Vikings down yet again. My gut call would be Roddy White. Roddy's hamstring didn't play last week. Um, he's been limited in practice thus far this week. Uh, when it comes to players like Roddy, you aren't quite ever sure, again, if this is that kind of vet rule of pulling him out and letting him rest. But the good news is that Roddy rarely misses games. Like Until last season, he had not missed a game. So this might just be more of a precautionary measure just to kind of rehab him for this particular game. Look to your injury reports to get the final word on whether or not he will be a go for Sunday for sure before you just throw him in your lineup. Harry Douglas also falls in that gut call section because of the Roddy White situation. So Douglas left last week's game with a foot injury after they did catch a touchdown. Um, He was in there because Roddy was out. So Douglas has been practicing this week, so I really wouldn't factor the foot into the equation. Instead, what you should factor in is Roddy. So if Roddy is back, then this means Douglas is basically a completely irrelevant fantasy player to you. If Roddy White doesn't play then douglas's stock increases greatly so again he is someone that you really 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 need to be looking at that injury report line for my bench should be steven jackson no surprise he's on my bench every week what i know i know but jackson had his best week last week scoring 11 points but he was only on the field for less than a third of the snaps 22 snaps to be exact which was the it's crazy that a starting running back would be on the field less than a third of the total snaps on the team. But he does have the most touches of all the running backs in Atlanta, but he only rushed for 54 yards. So if he hadn't scored a touchdown, he'd be back at that flex option at best. So I have to believe you've got a player on your roster that can consistently score you more than five points each week. Uh, maybe I'm being optimistic, but I have to believe you have them. So if, if not... <laughs> Steven Jackson is an option for flex, but again, I think he's got somebody better. 
And speaking of better, maybe not better, but more interesting, is Anton Smith. So he's a running back, and you should not be starting Smith, but I do want to make you aware of his name. He put up 11 points in week one, then had a really sad week two with only one point, but then he scored nine points again in week three. So moral of the story is that while he doesn't get you many touches, he does get touches in the red zone which makes him an interesting thought. So keep your eye on him, especially on the waiver wire. You know, Steven Jackson is not the answer, and Smith is young. He's showing flashes of potential. So I wouldn't be surprised if we're, you know, probably week eight or nine, if Smith is getting a whole heck of a lot more touches than he was right now just due to his um, production in the red zone. That's it for me. That's it. Well, the Vikings. Oof. Um, well, you're going to play Blair, the kicker. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's good. So, uh... That's <laughs> about it. Yeah, that's it. About it. Atlanta's pretty scary. So, um... So is the Vikings' offense, to be honest. So, while Peterson is doing his thing, um, we have Matt <laughs> Asiata. If I'm pronouncing that correct. Uh, you like how I worded that? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's PC. Yep. It's politically correct there, Courtney. It's, it's PC. You're Thank growing. you for screwing over my favorite team of 2014. I really appreciate I it. No, we thought it was going to oh be a God. thing. Oh, my God. It was my favorite. It was my, it was my, now I'm like, really want to give them up for the Washington Redskins, Ashley. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm telling you. Hop just on my bandwagon. Hop on. Uh, oh, I'm just totally over my purple pants. Um... So Buffalo anyways, Bills. right, um, right, exactly. <sighs> so Asiana might be a must start this week just because yeah. you might be there and, and that's okay. He's been playing pretty well, um, but he has to get a touchdown to be a productive running back for you. That's just the fact of where the Vikings yeah. are coming from. Atlanta gives up the third most fantasy points to running backs so far. So this is a really good matchup for him. Um, Cordero Patterson. Gosh. I don't want to have to put you in the Tory Smith category, my friend. So we need mm. to step it up. If you didn't get the memo, Matt Castle's out for the year. He, like, broke his foot in, like, a million different places. Um, sad. It's really sad. It's very sad. Yeah. So we've got Bridgewater, which is fine. I don't think he's bad, but he looked bad last week. And I yeah, hope I to God he doesn't come out again and look that bad. Because if so, trade Patterson for as much as you can get now. He's not now. Bortles. Um, no and Bortles. who knows, maybe he will be Bortles. Everyone keeps saying, well, now that Bridgewater is in, Patterson's stock's going to go up even more. Well, maybe come game nine. I need it <laughs> yeah. now, okay? I'm a fantasy owner. I don't care if the Vikings get a win. I need the win. But um, Patterson's always been one of those players that people have all this hype about, and he never actually produces all that much. He's Percy Harvin. He's a Percy Harvin. Yeah. He really is. Like, I don't think he's even remotely worth holding on to. He is a boomer. You have to hold on to him. He's a boomer bust player, and you're just going to have to get used to your, that. He's on your bench if so, you're holding on to him. Um, he's not in your lineup. <laughs> I'm playing Ashley's him. Ruthless. Ashley's like, yeah, I got a negative I'm, Nancy. Wow. I've here. never been a Cordero Patterson fan. Cut him. I'm done. Done. What? I would rather have Cooks. I would rather have Hawkins. I would rather have Quick. All of them consistently score more points than Cordero Patterson. That's true. Patterson had a great week one. 
That's all we need again. And a, and a it's subpar 2013. It's been, you know what? He's at least he's touching the ball. He's getting points. He's not zeroing out like a lot of wide receivers. Um, so it, I'm being patient with him. We're going to be patient, Ashley. Get your patient pants on. Um, yeah. You know what? And Greg Jennings, he doesn't hurt my feelings. Um, you know, he's pretty consistent in just getting what he gets. And <laughs> he now, doesn't hurt my feelings. Well, the Vikings hurt my feelings this season. It's like, oh, it's not. So sad. I know. It's like, it's like we're on a break and I don't know what happened. You know? Or he's not returning my phone calls. It's really awkward. I keep texting yeah. him. I'm just getting nothing. You get a text uh, every two days where he kind of just checks in. Oh, my God. It's so, yeah. it's really depressing. Mm-hmm. So, he's just yeah, let that Rudolph. into you. Kyle, yeah, Kyle Rudolph, my other fantasy husband of the year. He's gone. He's done. Uh, so, Jennings is going to get the ball more. He's going to see more targets. <laughs> so, how sad that is, that's what it is. Um, bench warmers, Teddy Bridgewater, Kyle Rudolph, as I said. This is another Bye. Vikings bites the dust, you know? Yeah, it's just, it's yeah. really, I want to know who's going to be left. I mean, it's Patterson's probably going to get hurt. We're going to be left with Greg Jennings is what the Vikings are going to be left to. The so we're going to have a little repeat of 2013. <sighs> New Orleans Saints 1-2 and two at Dallas Cowboys 2-1. and one. So, once again, the, the Cowboys' narrative of heinous t- uh, defense is not really true. They give up the eighth-fewest points to running backs, the seventh-fewest points to wide receivers. Uh, now, they do give up the absolute most to tight ends. Enter Jimmy Graham. Yeah, it's like, that, that's going to get real ugly this week. Hello. Dallas Cowboys was the Simon. best auto pick I've ever had. When I got drafted the Dallas Cowboys because I missed a, a pick, they are the best, best on my team. It is amazing. They had like 19 points the last two weeks. It's crazy. Dallas D? That. The Cowboys D. It's amazing. It's crazy. It's so good. crazy what's so going good. on with them. So, but I will say, if they're that bad against tight ends, we have Jimmy Graham and Drew Brees across the way. It's going to be nice. Drew Brees did have a little bit of bounce back last week. You know, full 19 points, not bad. I think he's, he's coming back. He's fine. The good news is that that's as low as it's going to go. Um, Brandon Cooks is the highest fantasy scoring wide receiver on the team. And Marcus Colston is sometimes missing and sometimes there. So if you can find him on the milk carton, congratulations. Yeah. I don't trust anyone else that catches the ball in New Orleans, even as a flyer. I would rather go to a lot of these other teams we talked about today instead of the Saints for any kind of weird flying points. Um, flying points. I guess they fly like, like birds. Right. Anyway, uh, both Pierre Thomas and Kyrie Robinson, which <laughs> did you see that guy's comment? was like, it's, it's Kyrie, not Carrie. And I was like, I'm, I'm so tired. You're just lucky I'm talking. But no. You, you didn't um, say Carrie anyway. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I, oh, it's not talking to the viewer, are we? <laughs> I will. This is a customer's always right here at Her Fantasy Football. You know, oh, I've yeah. never believed the customer's always right. When you actually yeah. work in a service industry at some point, you know that's like the biggest lie anyone ever tells you is the customer's always right. Yeah, that's so good. No, but I, I do agree that we talk fast. I thought you said Kiri. 
I did say Kiri. Yeah. I did say Kiri. I said Kiri instead of Kyrie. But anyways, Kyrie Robinson, and they both had great games. Great games. See? There you go. I also can't say those things. Yeah. Um, last <laughs> week. So, um, but, you know, oddly, you know, Dallas doesn't give up a whole lot of points. I, I, it's going to be fine still. I would start all of them. As far as gut calls, bench warmers, none. I, I think you're starting the Saints, you guys. I think you're starting them. There's no one that I really dislike other than Marcus Colson because I can't handle the pressure. It's he's, too scary. For he's me. on the Vikings bow with Cordell Patterson for me. Wow. No Man, mercy. No mercy. mercy. No mercy. All right. No you know mercy. What? He can he can go with a Carrie Robinson too. They can all go on that boat. <laughs> There's some sassy fans on there. I know, I so know. good. So good. Um, you know, Dallas Cowboys, DeMarco Murray. Yeah. He's the one that got away from me. I don't know how I don't have him on any of my teams. Um, you usually do. I know. Yeah. I know. I just, like, I don't know. I thought maybe he's going to. Who knew? Who knew? This man is amazing. He's great. Um I just I I'm okay with him playing him thus for the rest of the season. Just just go ahead and do it. All right, Romo is clearly her, and he's relying on the run a lot. Uh, Murray yeah. is the main focus of the Dallas offense. So, but this is a blessing and surprise, right? Because they've been such a you know slanted offense as far as usually they're pass heavy. That's always been the big beef. They don't run enough. I think they're finally realizing they need to run. This is this is a blessing and surprise for them. Oh, is it? Oh, do you not own Des Bryant in any of your leagues? Because I do own Des. Although he had a good game, it's not my favorite. You know, he's supposed to be having 20-point games every week. It's Des Bryant we're speaking about here. But until Romo gets fully healthy, I'm not expecting Des to be catching 40-yard passes for a touchdown um, every Mm -hmm. week. So, um, but you're still going to play him. He gets the most targets. You know, it, he is who he is. And Dan Bailey, you know? Yeah. Fabulous. Love Bam. him. Fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous. Fabulous. He just broke his record for the most consecutive field goals with 28. Um, he's 5 for 5 over, or 4 for 5 over 50 plus yards. Um, I'm just like, I'm into him. I'm over it. It's Bailey all the way. Um, got calls Tony Romo. The only reason why you're playing Romo with confidence is if your quarterback is on bye or you play in a two-quarterback league. Oh. So that that's all we got to say. Um, the best part about week four for Romo is that he is playing against the Saints, who give up the seventh most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So Romo does have a chance. There you go. If you're going to play him, it's going to be this week. So um, you're saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. And I also like mm-hmm. Terrence Williams this week. He's the number two wide receiver that I can get behind against uh, the Saints struggling secondary. And again, Dallas defense. It's crazy. I just, I'm so, I'm so okay with them. I'm not impressed. They're not fantastic. But for somehow, they're getting fantasy points, and I'm okay. Jason Witten, you're on my bench. I'm over you. It's done. Mm. It's done. She's over it. It's over it. He's on the boat. He's on the Vikings boat. It's on the boat. He's on the boat. <laughs> um, New England Patriots to the Kansas City Chiefs. Monday Night Football. This is the what? last matchup. This is it. This will be a Play really unexciting game. What are you talking about? Uh, tell me if you got him. <laughs> Julian Edelman. I love you. 
I say it every week. He looks good again. Unfortunately, they are not looking at him in the end zone, which is weird. Um, as much will. as they, they should will. be. But they will. So I just you play Edelman. You play him. Must. You play Rob Gronkowski. He's he's getting in more um, snaps, ten percent more than he was the week before. Um, so you know, we're good, guys. We're good. And Stephen Goskowski, duh, Mister Reliable yeah. on the Patriots. He's the yeah. only one. New England's defense. We're talking about KC here. They've been struggling a lot in 2014. So I am all about New England's defense. They're already great. So good, you know, against Kansas City is even better. Gut calls Tom Brady. Um, I'm putting him in gut calls because he's going against Kansas City. If he cannot perform against Kansas City, you guys, he's one of those people you need to drop and pick up somebody different because it's done. He already played Oakland. He's playing Kansas City. What more more (laughs) of a schedule do you want from your quarterback? On the platter, it's still not happening. Um... No, uh, on a platter, exactly. It's just embarrassing. Um, so we'll see. But it, I also have Shane Vereen and Stephen Ridley because, again, I hate Belichick. Who knows who's going to get the ball? Six points from each of them is just not going to cut it. Um, so I am – the Patriots need to step it up. Okay? I'm not a Patriots fan, but it's embarrassing to watch them sometimes. <laughs> um, and Benchformers, I have none, but it might be all of them, but Mr. Gronk, Goskowski, and Edelman after this week. Did you know that last week only people with the last, last name ending in Kowski scored in the Oakland Patriots game? Really? That's a fun Sebastian. Step. It was Sebastian Janikowski yep. and Rob Gronkowski that are the only people that scored. Sebastian's a big boy. And Goskowski. He is a big boy. He's a Sebastian is a big boy. Yes, he is. Yeah. But he's a kicker. I don't know. So he's just, just not, you know what? I'm not going to go there. But yeah, he's big boy. So. You don't know. So it was Goskowski, Gronkowski, and Janikowski. Janikowski. How great is that? That's amazing. How great I is like that? It. Yeah. And Julian makes them all look good down the field. Yep. And then they yeah, just he gets them stop. There. They stop. They just stop. People just <laughs> stop just... dropping the ball, too. It's not just Brady's fault. People keep dropping no, the I ball. Agree. The offensive line's a mess. It, you know, it, in general, it's just the Patriots are having a tough time. They are. Well, he's used to such elite players around him. I think he's really struggling with mediocre players. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a little painful. I'm glad I'm not a Pats fan. So on to the Chiefs. Play if you got him. None. Again, this should not be surprising if you've watched a single Chiefs game. Um, <laughs> but I do have got calls, and I will. So this is kind of where it gets kind of complicated, right? So Charles is expected to practice this week, which looks good for a start on Monday. Uh, but his injury was a high ankle sprain, which usually has you out for more than a couple weeks. So this makes me a little bit nervous. Issue one. The fact that his game is on Monday also makes me nervous is you won't have any options unless you handcuffed yourself with Niall Davis. Issue two. Lastly, my issue three here is that Charles hasn't been productive thus far this year, and he's already dicey start for that fact alone. So I would wait and have him prove to you that the, that the Charles of old is back, and I wouldn't waste another starting spot on him. Personally, that is my opinion. That is why he's in my gut call. I know you wasted a first-round pick on Charles, but I would say wait another week and see what he does. 
That brings me to Niall Davis. So this one is especially tricky, right? Because Niall Davis was the sixth highest scoring running back last week, scoring mm-hmm. 17 points. He's been looking fantastic. You know, if Charles doesn't play, then Davis should be bumped up into the must-start category. If Charles does start, then he's probably going to split carries with Davis who's because he's been playing so well. But there's a chance that even if Charles does get the start, that they'll still use David a lot in the receiving packages, right? So I think if you're probably playing Davis this week, nonetheless, the real question is going to be, are you going to start him in an RB position or are you going to start him in a flex position? And it all rides on whether Charles plays or not. It then brings me to my bench warmers, Dwayne Bow. Again, we've talked multiple times about how Dwayne Bow just doesn't cut it. He hasn't cut it for years. It is what it is. Alex Smith. You drafted Alex Smith for his bye week potential. I really, really hope that this week is not your bye week and Smith is your option. He'll be going against the Patriots. <laughs> but literally, the Patriots have allowed the fewest points to quarterbacks thus far this season, and the Chiefs have been struggling. So, you know, you've got you've got a bruised up star player in Jamal Charles. You've got Dwayne Bowe is allegedly your best receiver. This game could get ugly. Mm-hmm. So Alex Smith could be a fantastic bi-week option. This is just not that week. So, again, if he's your guy, you might want to drop him and look for Cousins. That brings me to Joe McKnight. So Joe McKnight technically is a running back, but should be viewed as a hybrid player that is used primarily as a receiver. So he only rushed for three yards last week, but he scored 18 points. He actually scored more points than Niall Davis. But it was off 16 pass, six passes and included two touchdowns. Had he only Before this, he'd only caught one ball. One ball in all of his other games. So do we have a one-week wonder on our hands? <sighs> Possibly. Then again, yes. the running backs are proving to be the best receivers on the team. Better than the actual wide receivers. So there's a chance that they may actually play him after that game in some receiving packages. So, again, I would bench him, but keep your eye out for him to see how they indeed incorporate him. But it's too risky for you to play as a starter. That's that's it for the Chiefs. Ah, yes. yeah, Chiefs and technical difficulties is also good. It's I'm also gonna throw good. a baby comment and say I don't understand the Alex Smith hate because I watched that Denver game and the only reason they had a chance was because Alex Smith was behind center. He was doing everything he could possibly do to try everything. To win that his, game. his receivers were dropping so many balls; it's ridiculous. It's, it's not all. Done. It's not Alex Smith's fault. It's just the team no, is just. It's just. It is what it is. It is what it is. But I just yeah. wanted to add that because I just was so impressed with him during that game because there was no way anyone else could have done a better job. Best, and he had no chance. Best drinking game, Monday Night Football. Every time there's a drop pass, take a shot. You, you will, <laughs> you will be Chiefs. calling into work Tuesday. Guarantee it. So. And the Chiefs and the Patriots. You're right. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a whammy drop off. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It'll be amazing. Good yep. drinking day. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, that's week four, everybody. Again, six yeah. teams on by Denver Broncos, Seattle Seahawks, Arizona Cardinals, Cincinnati Bengals, St. Louis Rams, and the Cleveland Browns. Get them out of your lineup. Pick up Joe Schmo. He's probably still going to get you more points than Doug Martin. 
Um, <laughs> this has been fun, you guys. Make sure you hop over to iTunes. Give us a nice ranking. That'd be wonderful. Nice little comment. We love hearing from you. Uh, check us out on Twitter at HerFantasyFB, on Facebook backslash HerFantasyFootball, Her excuse me. And come to our site. Check out our blogs. We write about each team every Saturday. Um, and we do our own rankings. So play the best player available. Um, until next time, guys, no more faking it. Yeah.